So, well, I think we can we can sort of take this take this as red. We 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 appear to be casting pod. Now, so, are we hmm. actually officially casting a pod now? We are. Pod has been that, cast. That was the introduction. So. Mm. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the episode two of the as yet untitled East Midlands arts-related related podcast. podcast. I remembered it this week. Yes, well done. Even yes. though it's probably not going to be relevant for that much longer. Yeah, we're we're thinking of renaming it. We've got some suggestions. Right. Uh, for we might even have like a poll or like a vote on the suggestions Ooh, that we have. Podcast. Very topical. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know you're going to be sick of polls. Um, well, UKIP already are sick of the polls. They ah. want to send them all back where they came from. All these opinion polls. But of course, this is an apolitical podcast. This is an apolitical so podcast. Let's, let's just not digress. <laughs> it's apolitical but irreverent, I think. Yes. But yes, so welcome back. This is episode two, as we said, and we have some lovely things to talk about. Do you want to take it away, Mr. Aaron? We've got a very sort of festival centric show this week, a festoon of festive festivities uh well tis the season really for festivals absolutely throughout the summer season um but the first one uh we're going to talk about i mean let me just see is this in it is in sort of chronological it's sort of date order that's always nice but there's always some overlapping yeah i mean especially how people might pick up the podcast because you could be listening to this in 2025 yep uh, which is fine. Um, but, but these festivals are almost all annual. So yes. even if our dates are wrong, mm. you'll know that they are coming round about the same time. Yeah, maybe it'll act as a nice little time capsule for for a time, or a simpler time. A simpler time. <laughs> yes. When you didn't all fly through the air with your own custom-made jetpacks. you jetpack. Living in a VR augmented reality world. Hmm. But yes, so first on our yeah, list... Yeah, sorry, first one on the list then. Uh, this would be Sheffield Dogfest. Yeah, absolutely, brilliant. So you've, you, I mean, you've been up that neck of the woods quite recently. I, 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 I was up in Sheffield, and this is one of the reasons why I was reminded that it was a thing, because of course Sheffield Dogfest is a massive international uh, film festival. Right, yeah. With all sorts of really exciting stuff going on, and it happens more or less on our doorstep up here in Derby. Um, I went to Sheffield for a lovely wedding of my friends John and Matilde. So this is a, a first podcast shout out. That's a bit of a shout out, that is. Yeah, so, That's so, a bit personal. Well, I know I wanted to wanted to wish them a very happy life together because I was at their wedding, but I thought it would be nice to shout out because they brought me to Sheffield on that fateful day. What are their names again? John and Matilde. John and Matilde. Thank you for listening, future friends of the show. Probably current. Future Sheffield. friends. <laughs> future friends of the show. Yeah, absolutely. And and I went to Sheffield and I warned Aaron that this podcast mm. might turn into a little bit of a, a rant about how great Sheffield is because it was an absolutely it was a beautiful beautiful day and there's loads of culture and awesome I've stuff I've been once and I wouldn't rule out returning yeah so there's all the, yeah there's all sorts of amazing stuff in Sheffield but there were essentially flags for the Sheffield Dockfest everywhere uh, lots of leaflets around and it runs this year from the 9th to the 14th of June so you got about a week before it starts, or a couple of days after this podcast right. is released on the seventh, um, fingers crossed. Okay, yeah. So um, a, a few days to uh, a few days to play with. There probably worth having a little look on the website. Um, mm. SheffieldDocFest.com. Yes, that is correct. And uh, if you see something that particularly tickles, tickles you, so you can arrange to go up. Um, it's, it's quite easy to reach by train, Sheffield. It's absolutely well, well. Certainly from where we are, it's only um, about a half hour, forty minute journey. Yeah. Two stops. On Chesterfield. So, yeah, no excuse 
to not go except for it's kind of expensive. So, but no, it's <laughs> there's all sorts of amazing stuff going on up there. So do check it out if you can. The next festival mm. on our list is one we mentioned last week, I believe. Last week we introduced the concept of Derby Book Festival. The concept. The concept of books. What even... When Books Meet Festivals. Lots of reading. Um, Derby Book Festival. So this is around about the same time, really. It's a slightly longer time period. 9th to the 17th of June. Yep, yep. Derbybookfestival.co.uk for more information. Um, I, don't, I don't know anything. I should have done some research. Really. Yeah, yeah. We should have done a bit of research. But this is... Uh, we'd like to just explain what we're doing here. The We had a bit of a, a discussion before we started recording. And this first bit is basically... Our news roundup is all the biggest events mm. uh, locally because these are events with great publicity, uh, well known. They don't really need a huge amount of support from us. But we're mentioning them anyway. Yeah. So the idea is you probably you, you may well have heard or seen something about it. So it, designed to prick the ears up and draw you in, and then and then we uh, and then we prey on you with all the with all the smaller. Uh, bits and pieces that you really should know about. Yeah, so, I mean, Derby Book Festival is, well, we mentioned it last week, of course, it's full of great talks, workshops. If you're a book lover, you really should get involved. So, yeah, and and as uh, Aaron said, it goes on for, it's 12 days. Mm. So you'll have time, and that covers two weekends, I think. So That's almost enough time for me to read a chapter I'm a notoriously <laughs> slow book reader. Mm. It'll probably be worth me going to try to try to absorb some uh, some book reading power. Yeah. Well, you could probably buy enough books mm. during the book festival to really last you another time. 50 years. So, yes. so it's, it's very um, very uh, efficient use of your time. So Derby Book Festival uh, has been going for a couple of years now. And uh, in, in fact, it is proving so popular that quite a few of the uh, of the talks and events are, are sold out already. So it, it's worth getting on the website straight away and taking a quick look to see what's on different days. Yeah, there's some very popular events on there. Yeah, um, we've got uh, on people such as uh, Jenny Eclair, Good Evening with John Hedgley. Um, there's, 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 there's all sorts of uh, activities, print a book plate, uh, coffee morning with Wendy Holden. Um, I mean, just, just, just having a little look on the website, it does seem to have something for everyone, uh, young and old. Chats, talks with the uh, likes of Sarah Perry, Tim Dowling, um, there's, there's, there's some museum uh, events as well. Um, all sorts, really, and uh, some ch- um, children's events. So, uh, yeah, as I say, take a look at the website. That's derbybookfestival.co.uk and get involved with that. Yeah, that's good times, good times. I'll be trying to make down to some events at least. It's going to be very busy for the both of us over the next couple of weeks. Mm. So we're going to try and uh, see as many of these things as as possible. But if, as always, if we can't make it, we will be asking you to give your reviews and, you know, what do you think of, of the recent events? I know a couple of folks who are definitely going to be going to the Dockfest and to mm. the Book Festival, so I'll be asking them uh, to give their opinions if we can't make it. Yeah, go and, be our, go and be our roving reporter. Mm. Uh, we, want to, we want reports from the scene. It's nice to get alternative sort of points of view. Um, I'm, I'm quite okay with my opinions on things. I'd like to hear other people's opinions. Yeah, it's always things. good to get a variety. Yeah, I'm sick of hearing your opinions already. I'm <laughs> sick of sick of my opinions. I'm sick of your opinions. I will take that in the spirit. I'm sure it was meant <laughs> purely, uh, purely jocular. 
And we have a one more festival. Mm. Just looking at this now, actually, it looks like a, a pretty great festival. So this is the Ashbourne Festival. This is actually on for quite some time. Uh, middle of June to start of July. 16th of Ju- uh, June to 2nd of July. Yeah, so about year. two weeks. That's Two right. weeks of pure festival fun in the lovely, gorgeous town of Ashbourne in Derbyshire. One, one of my favourite Derbyshire towns. Mm-hmm. Um, it builds itself as an exciting mix of entertainment in rural setting. Each festival aims to bring the best in performance art to Ashbourne and its surrounding area. Buy tickets for the event shown on the website um, or through box office at the Visitor Information Centre in Ashbourne. Lovely. So yeah, and as always you can... Have you mentioned the website? I'll mention it again. No, I would like to. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> the website, you can um, visit the website. It's ashbournefestival.org. Yeah, so you can go go there and check out all the events. And as always, you know, that might actually be one that Aaron and I both decide to go up to and, and do some reporting on. Uh, yeah. Do you mind, hmm. Mr. Aaron, if I, if I segue... Please do, do a, a, a ham-handed segue. segue. A ham-handed segue. Sure. Um, for, well, first let me uh, say that if you live in Derby, you can pick up information on all these festivals, uh, well, all the festivals in Derby and Derbyshire, in a lovely little leaflet that's produced uh, by Derby Live, I believe, which is just called Festivity, which lay, lists all the festivals that are going on throughout 2017. Uh, I've got a copy of it myself. Uh, well worth having because it basically shows that there are festivals going on all year round, not just in these beautiful summer months. But uh, now for my ham-handed, ham-fisted segue. I'm really looking forward to this. These festivals Mm -hmm. are great, but they are as nothing to the very local and very Derby-based Furthest from the Sea Festival. And this warrants special mention in our local events calendar, which we are now officially in because of my segue. Because even though it is absolutely fantastic, it's only on for one day. It's not going on for, uh, you know, a couple of weeks or several days like these mm. other ones. There is one day to enjoy all the fantastic local talent that Derby has to offer, uh, and that is the seventeenth of June. Are you are you mean to tell me they've managed to cram it all in to one day? Yep, one day of really incredible events. They've got about five or six stages all going on at once. That's pretty um, full. Yeah, we've we've got things like well, they've got the main deck, which is in the market square. They've got the club rooms where they're going to have, I believe, an under 18s sort of uh, spoken word event, and they've got roaming events all around. And as with previous furthest from the sea events, they've got a really great range of uh, music, dance, uh, live theatre. They've got production of, I believe, West Side Story. Fantastic. By let me just uh, bring out. One of my devices, one of my many devices that I've got these things on, to find out who is laden with devices. um, uh, To find out exactly who is doing this particular production of West Side Story. I believe it's a youth theatre. It's the Derby Youth Musical Theatre are appearing on uh, main deck 2 p.m. on Saturday, 17th of June, uh, to do their production of West Side Story, or at least a portion of it. I'm sure that it will just be a promotion. For the, for the actual particular event. Also got one other piece of theatre that I can see on the Facebook page here, which you should check out, um, which is Maison Fu, who are a local, they're kind of performance artists, and they've done loads of, of great work all over um, uh, in terms of uh, live uh, 
community-based performances, and they're doing a piece which they are calling Person Birds, <laughs> which I'm excited to see. So I believe that will be a, a kind of roaming event. Uh, but yeah, the Furthest from the Sea uh, Festival is, is really a jewel in the crown of, of the arts and, and theatre calendar. I'd like to draw a comparison, if I may. Sure. Because um, we were both aware of, of um, Derby Fest Day, Mm-hmm. which is an event that happens in Derby every year in September, which is a lovely event, it's fantastic. But, uh, and that's very much a, a sort of similar thing. It's very, it's completely free, it's open air theatre. Same sort of spirit, yeah. It uses, yeah. uses the city centre, uses um, range, a range of different artists, and you yeah. sort of walk around and experience it. You know? Yeah, but the the difference, the key difference between Derby Fest Day and Furthest from the Sea is Derby Fest Day takes talent from all over the country and brings it into Derby, whereas Furthest from the Sea really is very locally based. Okay. So it's almost all uh, the performers there are local people, and it's um, so it's really, really great to come out and see all, all that talent. So if you are free on Saturday, 17th of June, please do come along. Uh, we're going to try and be there once again. Um, and full disclosure, mm. uh, I've been kind of gushing about this for a little, a little while. As long as you clean up afterwards. Yeah, and I'm going to do the clean up right now and say full disclosure mm. that uh, we know quite a lot of the people who are involved in uh, Furthest from the Sea. Um, I used to work for them in a marketing capacity several years ago and I was part of the crew. Um, I'm n- probably not going to be able to be part of the crew this year. However, they are looking for volunteers, volunteers yes. of all stripes. So if you go along to the Furthest from the Sea website, which I can't... I want it now, actually. It's okay. furthestfromthesea.co.uk. Yeah, oh, excellent. Thank you. Didn't see that one coming. No, no, thank yeah, you, my friend. Definitely would recommend, uh, would recommend getting involved in a volunteering capacity. It, it, it really thrusts you into the, the still beating heart of, of the... Uh, Derby uh, arts community, and you get to meet and work with uh, some really interesting, fantastic people. Uh, the privilege of, uh, of, of of knowing. So uh, yeah, so so whether you're a, like a sound engineer mm. or a um, you know you've got some real design experience, or you're a sort of an artist or a crafter, or whether like me when I was involved, or my only talent was sort of folding chairs and tables, uh, making sure things were out. Uh, in preparation and sort of lugging things around do have a look and see whether you can volunteer got a phd in advanced folding <laughs> you're an origami master yeah uh, you should see me with my laundry <laughs> fold all that in a second i'm getting imagery in my head okay and we've got another couple of events in our local events calendar yeah uh, we've got um, a couple of things are you are you ready to talk about one, Mr. Aaron? I've never been ready to do anything, <laughs> but I've always done it anyway. Um, so that's fine. Oh, I like that. It's philosophy for life. That's right. So one of the things we, we we like to do on this show is keep a little eye on um, of some of our local institutions. What have they got coming up? What are they up to? What should you know? Um, so, for instance, uh, Pickford's House, which is one of our little um, wonderful uh, museums. Yeah, it's uh, part of Derby Museums Trust. Yeah, um, in, 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 in the heart of Derby. It's just, out, just outside the city centre. Yeah, on, on Friar Gate, is it? It's a five-minute walk, really, from, from the city centre. Mm-hmm. Not that hard to find. Uh, but, yes, yeah, so they have got something going on. 
that you should walk down in uh, to in, in in your shoes. Oh, I can uh, oh, see, oh, see, yeah, see a segue. Walking this one in now. <laughs> Careful not to step on anyone else's uh, little uh, anecdotes. And I, uh, <laughs> don't boot me off. I'm nearly there. <laughs> um, yeah. So where I'm going with this is it yeah. is an exhibition all to do with shoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is uh, this is on from the 17th of June. Uh, to the 17th of September. So there's quite a long one. Really. Yeah, yeah. A long one. Maybe thigh high, that kind of long. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Good. You thought well, I was finished. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you soon will be. But no, it's like, well, you can, like, just like you can never have enough shoes, you mm. can never have an exhibition of shoes which is long enough. And this is, uh, I believe, is it Vivian Westwood's shoes? That's what I've heard. a personal collection. Yeah. And a friend of mine uh, shared this um, a, a few days ago on Facebook, and, I, and my reply was, "I need this in my life." Because, <laughs> as um, folks who know me may know, I do how ha- I do like um, I do like sexy shoes. I like to wear them, um, although mainly uh, I'm, I'm a size too big. I probably wouldn't be able to fit in any of these, but I'll just sort of go and have a look and, and uh, be one be in enthralled and wondered at the wonder of Vivian Westwood shoes. So that is one exhibition it's coming along, Pickford's House. And yeah. You can find out more about that on the on the website, derbymuseums.org. Mm-hmm. I think actually that covers off quite a few museums. Though, yeah, that's the three... The trust of museums. Yeah, that's the Derby uh, Museums Trust covers three museums. Mm. That is uh, Derby Central Museum, uh, Derby Silk Mill and Pickford's House. And if uh, you don't know anything else about Pickford's House, mm. it is... Um, I believe it's an Edwardian, Edwardian or Georgian house, which has been preserved more or less um, as it was. Mm. So once you've finished looking at shoes, you can go around and sort of have a look at what an so old the, townhouse right, would look yeah, like. Yeah, so the place itself is actually of, of, of some interest, regardless of what happens to be exhibiting at any given time. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And and the same is true for the other museums as well. Sure. I mean, you, you mentioned uh, silk, silk Mill as part of that just as well. Yeah, indeed. Um, another little segue we had, had there, I guess. Yes, yes, indeed. I, I'm, I'm not going to attempt to do any any funny jokes uh, for this one because I can't think of any. Um, also, it's... I had um, a one-joke quota. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I don't want to spoil it, but, you know... Yeah. Also, it's possibly a more, it's a more serious subject with, with the Derby, uh, Derby Silk Mill is playing host to the uh, Poppy's Weeping Window, which uh, was at, originally at the Tower of London. You've probably seen photographs of it. It is basically a collection of it says several thousand ceramic poppies, which are poured, uh, well, there's, there's essentially pouring from a high window. And uh, that is on, uh, let's see, so it's open from, it's, it's open at the moment, I believe. Right. Let's down, let me just double check because I did make a note. It's all very professional around here. Yes, it's on from again. It starts on the 9th of June and and it carries on till the 23rd of July. So this roaming exhibit is is really beautiful and breathtaking. And to be attached to a beautiful building like the Silk Mill, I think will really display it very very nicely. So I'm looking forward to seeing how that's going to go. So yeah, check out the Poppy's Weeping Window um, at Derby Silk Mill. Do you like Legos, Mr. Jim? I love Legos. I even don't know the... anyone who doesn't like Legos. Uh, they would be literally insane if yeah. they didn't like The only time people don't like Lego is when they step on a brick. Ooh. And that's that's the only bad thing about Lego. Yeah. But I think you forgive them quite 
quite soon after. Yeah, you, you forgive can't really the brick. Hold it against the brick. No, because it's like you have caused me terrible pain, but at the same time, you're an incredibly versatile and beautiful toy. Yeah, that's a really beautiful way of looking at the world. I yeah, like yeah. that. That's good. But yeah, I'm, I'm glad you like Legos because there, there, there are Lego things going on. Uh, up in that there Lincolnshire, there is a place called uh, Scunthorpe. What? You may have heard of it. I have heard of it, yes. but I thought it was a myth. Uh, no, no, no. It, it, it sits on the mythical boundary that is this show's 59-mile radius uh, <laughs> inclusion zone. Yeah, well, we had a little bit of a look at the map to, to try and mm. determine whether Scumthorpe was actually going to be part of the East Midlands. Yeah. And it turns out that it is just, ve- just very slightly... Um, just inside our, our purview. If if Scunthorpe or any representative of Scunthorpe would like to disagree with us about that, that's mm. perfectly fine. We'll have you on the show to yep, talk yep, about yep. why you think we're wrong. Um, but uh, seeming as though we sort of run the show, it doesn't really matter. We're mm-hmm. going to talk about it anyway. So, Quite so. So what this is, what is this? This is Brick City. Um, let's see what they've done there. Uh, at Scunthorpe. So this is miniature versions of big buildings rendered in Lego, you might yeah, guess. Yeah, and, and is that who... who a bit like Lego Land Windsor. Yes. But, you know, northern. But more exciting. And where yes. uh, where could we find these amazing uh, monuments in, in Lego? Scunthorpe. Well, I will tell you where we could find them. Go on. It's at the 2021 Visual Arts Centre in Scunthorpe. And you will be able to find the full exhibition there until the 17th of June. It's actually already up and running at 2021. So if you feel like making a little bit of a a train journey, getting a little bit out there. Or if you happen to be going up that neck of the woods. Maybe um, you're going to Cleethorpes to go to to look at the seafront. Yes. Pick up some shells. Mm. Stop off by Scunthorpe. Yes. Fantastic. Um, and enjoy, enjoy some Lego. Ooh, and while you're there, why do, why not enter the brick competition? A you, brick competition, Aaron? Brick what on earth is a brick competition? Um, basically, you create your own Lego version of the actual 2021 Visual Arts Centre building. That's brilliant. You bring, bring your own Lego, B-Y-O-L. Ooh, or, 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 that or buy the Lego. And what could you win if you... If you won this competition, guess what? You can you can you can win over as in exceeding two hundred pounds worth of Lego. That is not bad mm. uh, at current prices. That is one kit. Good exchange <laughs> rate. Yeah. No. Well, it won't depreciate in value. I was going to say the value of Lego may may go up as well as down. Yeah. Yes. Now now uh, they've got rid of the gold standard. Lego mm. is pretty much the only thing that doesn't depreciate. Be it. Uh, yes. Uh, and well, the best entry is judged by Brick City creator um, Warren Ellsmore. Uh, so yeah, you can win over two hundred pounds of your Legos. So uh, visit the website for more details about how to uh, apply for that, and uh, just more information about the event itself. That's twenty twenty one visualartcenter.co.uk. Lots of uh, numbers and letters to type in there, but you know. All fingers need to work out from time to time. Excellent, excellent news. Well, I believe that brings us to the end of our local events calendar for the future. Right, yeah, so that's that's a big part of what we're looking at um, 
in the show. As Jim said earlier, we're doing the really big stuff, like the big ticket items. Also, the, the, the sort of smaller, newer, maybe more independent events that you may or may not have heard about. But there's also, there's so much going on. There's stuff that we probably haven't heard of, about either, but you may well ha have done. It may even be something that you've personally set up yourself yeah. or have just become involved with. And a big part of the remit of this show, really, the reason we really want to do this is so that we can hear about these things and let them find uh, a better audience, the audience that they deserve. Absolutely. So, um, as always, um, please do let us know. I mean, by its very nature, because we've got limited time, mm. it will always be a little bit scattershot, a little bit random what we manage to pick up on versus what we don't. But the more you get in touch with us, the more um, suggestions you, you bring to us, the more likely it is that, mm. that we'll get a, a really representative idea of this sort of art scene. Um, so, so do please uh, yeah. write in, you know, get get in touch on via our Facebook. And speaking of our Facebook, yes, we have a um, well. Haha. Uh, last in last week's show, you may recall uh, we had yet to set up a Facebook page, but I have I've I've done I've done the dirty business of um, <laughs> setting up said page. That can now be found, uh, and I want to get this all right way around, just in case I say it the wrong way around. Uh, so give me a second. I believe it's pause for effect, but not really effect. It's more sort of pause for um, finding out the detail of, of what I'm going to talk about. Is I can't find it. I used to be good with technology, mm. and technology has forsaken me. Where are you? That's great, but you're not telling me what the page name is. No, not that one. This one. You know how, like, um, old people talk to technology and, like, sort of try to... Um, try to coax Reason it. with it and yeah. coax it and <laughs> like, shout at the news. I've found that that's happened to me already. I don't know if that means... <laughs> I'm old now, or it means I'm practicing. I, th I think it's because the technology is becoming increasingly irritating. It is becoming increasingly irritating. I, I now own what are technically three computers. A phone, a tablet, and a desktop. You can't use three computers. None, none of them do what I want them to do. Um, all of them do amazing, amazing things, mm. but very few of them manage to do the specific thing I tell them to at the time that I tell them to do it. Uh, it's, just, it's just no good, really. What, no. It's all, all, almost what's the point? Um... But ah-ha, ah-ha, ah-ha! Here oh, we, we are. Found it. Here it is, here it is. So it's Derbyshire Arts Podcast. Um, so obviously that's... Oh, this is very it's complex, though. Um, this podcast, we talk about things other than Derbyshire. You might have heard us uh, mention mention the word Sheffield and yeah. and Scunthorpe. Yeah. Um, we would sort of include uh, East Midlands type areas, but we also want to look at more local things. So yeah, it might change over over. Yeah, time. We, we, this is this is not set in stone. It is only episode two. Um, but for the moment, we do have a page and everything related to this podcast will go on the Facebook page, Derbyshire Arts Podcast. So is that simply www.facebook.com 
slash Derbyshire Arts Podcast or oh if it's were that simple oh have we not got the requisite 20 likes or whatever no no no, no. That's, 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 that's Facebook of old the problem is on the app it won't t- it won't tell you it thinks you don't need to know about URLs uh, but I would like to know about URLs right now so I'm having to go I'm having to visit the page through through the browser through the like some kind of cave browser like it's 2013 already not using the app like Facebook wants you to no get pushed into downloading messenger yeah like you earlier on yeah indeed sort of, no i'm not i'm not doing that you can hawk your apps to me all you want facebook mm. not happening aha it is facebook.com forward slash art starbyshire yay so art starbyshire not even you don't even have to not worry about even the word podcast although we might get in trouble with actual art starbyshire who are an organization well they they did they not get their first got their first then although they have yeah. i think given us uh they, when i i tweeted about this podcast the other day they did give us a retweet so okay. lots of well lots of if props to it, maybe if they're willing to um give me some pick and mix or something then maybe we'll work can, we can work something out. Yeah, we'll work for pick and mix. Yes, yeah. we'll, <laughs> oh, we'll give up my URL. It's an impossible dream, for Aaron. Pick and mix. Pick and mix is just an impossible dream. Mm. Okay, so that is our Facebook page. Yeah, come and check that out. Um, and also, you know, shamelessly share because Please this, do. this is a sharing, caring sort of uh, podcast. Obviously, it, it's it's not a um, this is not a a, a for profit company. You know, we're not. Uh, Oh, not flogging our wearers. It's this is about celebrating and elevating local artists and uh, arts and crafts events. So, mm-hmm. really, the more people we can reach, the better. As I said earlier, we really want to hear your views and your news, um, so views we can news. bring that to other earlobes. Yeah, absolutely, and we we hope uh, in in time that it will help artists collaborate with one another. Yeah, um, and just generally. Uh, be be good for the artistic community in general. So yeah, you know that. So that is that's why we want you to share our Facebook page. And it's not just because we're attention whores. It's mainly because I'm a bit of a no. It's it's, <laughs> it's mainly because I mean what one of the th- things that has drawn me personally to to the arts, both in sort of enjoyment and um, making stuff myself, um, is that I really do love that collaboration aspect. Um, there's nothing quite like working with a like-minded group of talented individuals, all on slightly different areas of the project, but you know, all working on that on that same core project, all all, all trying to make a really good go of it, and 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 seeing it work, um, or sometimes not work so well, but you know, mo- most of the time, seeing it all come to fruition, um, it's it's a really amazing. Uh, Really amazing feeling that you've that you've made something together. Absolutely. So any any opportunity to get more involved with that and get more people uh, involved with everyone's projects that can only be beneficial, really, for everyone. So absolutely, uh, all over that. That is very true. And um, so enough of enough of that. Yes. We're actually going to go on to the next bit now, which is recent local events, stuff you might have missed or. Uh, more likely, stuff that you, uh, you you were at, you attended, we had no idea about, Hadley. Um... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are a couple of things that we we were involved in. Mm. Uh, sort of. Well, there's a there's at least one thing on this list which last week I mentioned the Derby 
sketching club's trophy exhibition is an did. annual... I was there, I remembered. Yep. It, it, you definitely mentioned that. Yep. This is an annual event. This year it took place at the uh, Markeaton Craft Village. And oh, uh, yes. we showcased... Um, it's a love, there was a lovely sort of building. It showcased over a hundred pieces of art from the Derby Sketching Club. And we had landscapes, still life, abstracts, uh, lino cuts, collage, uh, portraits, some life drawing. It was a really great variety of, of things and some really amazing talents. And I've actually got uh, a few nice photos from various oh, artists. Fantastic. And if I manage to secure um, permission, sure. I'll just pop the photos on. There was also age, completely, yeah. uh, full disclosure, mm. uh, as I mentioned last week, I have been a model and indeed a life model for uh for Derby Sketching Club before. So they've they've almost everybody there representing the club has seen me with no clothes on. Wow. Yeah, I know. But no, um <laughs> but very surprisingly there was in fact a portrait of me there. Oh nice. Um and I've completely forgotten to take note of the artist. But did uh, did, uh, did, well, you, did as in you weren't expecting it and you suddenly saw it and you go, hang on a minute, that looks a bit like me. Well, I was actually told that there was a picture of me but by one of the, the members of the, of the sketching club uh-huh. before I turned up. They lured I, you down there. And, uh, but yeah, no, I, uh, there was a picture of me, and a, a very flattering picture of me, although I did look very stern. I was going to say, is it postable? It, it, would oh it be yeah, safe this is a portrait. This is fine. It is not... Uh, it's all... Yes. Yeah, this is this is not a a, a nudie picture. Although I'd have to hasten to add mm. that all the the pictures the Derby Sketching Club did of me with no clothes on were one hundred percent tasteful. Taste. Oh yeah, absolutely. completely artistically tasteful. Sure. Nothing, nothing that would not get a PG rating. Mm. So, uh, no, I, I'm I'm terribly sorry to the artist who uh, sort of put a lovely flattering picture of me. I will find their name, and uh, and I will. Post it. Yes. So I'd be able to skill Tag them on our Facebook. But yeah, it was lovely to be there. Uh, all the sketching club are really great people. And it was great to be able to vote. Because that's one of the things you can do. You can vote uh, for your favourite. judging. Yep. Well, the the uh, trophy had actually already been awarded. Ah. And you will find out who it was awarded to when we listened to, a little bit later, an interview right. with long-standing member Anne Eames, which I got while I was there. Fantastic. She told she's, uh, The interview is going to go through the whole history of the Derby Sketching Club mm. and how the trophy is awarded and who won it this year and what the voting process is like. So I'll, I'll leave that till then. But yeah, you can. Uh, we everybody got a chance to vote on their uh, favourite piece of art and, and get the... Uh, the public vote as well. But wait a minute, using using the um, using the awesome power of editing, wouldn't we just sort of cut to it now? Well, we uh, we can cut to it now, but I was going to sort of keep people in suspense. Oh, are we not. Uh, so it's not going to be in this show. Is it going to be? In oh, the next it's going to be in this show. Oh right, okay. Well, we so can we we'll can cut, cut to, to it, it pretty much whenever, whenever we, want. we like. We might just edit it in between a sentence. Or, exactly. Or yeah. We, I don't know. You never know. You don't know where it's coming, so you better keep on listening. Ooh. No, our, our general. Um, I think our general scheme was to have it second to last. Oh yeah, we've got a script. Fantastic. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, let's stick so, to the script. So yeah, a bit later on, you will be hearing from Anne and hearing all about um, the trophy exhibition. So look forward to that a bit mm. later on in the podcast. 
Also in last week's uh, programme, you may recall that um, the Banks Mill Open Studios Day was coming up and I was going to go, I say was, uh, well, I was going to go along and grab some interviews there but I, I, had a, I had a life getting in the way sort of time and wasn't able to attend uh, unfortunately. So I'm going to pay my penance and, and go along at some point before, I guess before the next show, uh, probably do it that way around, and grab a brief chat with a couple of the artists in residence over at uh, over at Banks Mill, um, and just find out a little bit about that. I'll probably take some photos as well and stick them up on the page. Absolutely, and there's one other um, very awesome thing that we managed to miss, and uh, it was once again when I was in Sheffield, I picked up a leaflet for, uh, let me just see, I'm going to get this right, the Festival of Arts and Humanities. And let me tell you, there's nothing more sad than picking up a leaflet for something you really would have liked to go to, which is in the past. Oh. Yeah, I know. Um, so we, uh, I'll just tell you a little bit about the uh, Arts and Humanities uh, Festival, mm. because it's something that will be, now I know that it is a, a thing, that it exists, I will be wanting to go there next year. Well, that's it. In a way, you've 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 now got a whole year of build-up. Absolutely. There's. I mean, let's look at some of the things that were on. So, um, there were some debates and things like that. Was they were, they were actually this this reminds me of school. They had a medieval cabaret. What kind of school did you go to? Well, I mean, I don't know. Did, did you not at the end of term have like a history have a medieval day? Medieval cabaret. Have like a history day where you uh, all dressed up in historical costumes. No. This was something I used to do at my school at the time. I remember very clearly dressing up as a Tudor oh, and doing a sort of Tudor, Tudor thing. That was good fun. Yeah, yeah. You know, they, they had a, on the 17th of May, they had a medieval cabaret, mm-hmm. um, which uh, was all sorts of exciting stories and music. And then the next day they had a Roman feast. So that was, that was more of a, I, I mean, I, I said this is not a food podcast. No. Um, I would really like it to be a food podcast. Maybe one day. What if we just sort of surreptitiously, surreptitiously sort of in, start introducing, um, almost without mentioning it, food food elements yeah. one by one is until it, it becomes a veritable smorgasbord. And what else was recently on uh, in Sheffield, Mr. Aaron? It was the Sheffield uh, Food Fair. I happened to be there as on. Nice. I believe it was. Yeah, it was very nice. It was um, from the twenty sixth, twenty seventh, and twenty eighth. Of May, I believe. Back in May. Back in May, yeah, all the way back in May. <laughs> okay, but yeah, the, and um, sort of really fun variety of events mm. uh, for the arts and humanities. I mean, just it's really hard to get a, a summary. One particular highlight for me, I'm very very sad uh, missed, was a, a screening of Zigger Vertov's The Man with a Movie Camera, a brilliant piece of uh, Soviet montage filmmaking about the a day in the life of a town and it's a really in important and influential piece of filmmaking so is that sort of in a documentary kind of style then? It, it is it it's um what abstract or? yeah it, it's a documentary is a sort of a documentary which was called kino eye right uh by vertov and the other people of the of the movement and it was essentially their idea was to try to capture something as realistically as possible. Mm. And they had a huge focus on editing and the way that editing shaped uh, cinema. 
Um, and one of the most fantastic things about Man with the Movie Camera is that it's been scored several times by several different artists and orchestras. Oh, wow. So you can see how the music affects uh, the edits. So, yeah. So, so, sort of an evolving film piece, then. Yeah, it, it's yeah. a fantastic thing. And if you can if you can see Man with the Movie Camera yeah. um, in any film festival that is on, uh, do go and see it. It's It's a fantastic and influential piece of film. Might uh, it be available to peruse on the internet via some sort of... It might. The BFI probably have it. Yeah. BFI probably have it because it's a very important piece of film. But yeah, very sad that I missed out on that. Mm. Um, there we go. So yeah, all sorts of things. But look out for the Arts and Humanities Festival next year. Um, and uh, one other thing, just because I'm mentioning Sheffield again. And as I warned you, this might turn into just gushing about Sheffield. Uh, there's, Have you there's... Got a deal with the mayor of Sheffield? Oh, I wish. I wish. If I'd managed to secure sponsorship this early on in the podcast... From future friend of the show, full mayor disclosure. of Sheffield. Yeah. <laughs> full disclosure, I have not been paid by uh, the mayor of Sheffield or any of the Sheffield councillors. Anyone. But yeah, do Yet. also... Um, also, so yeah, if you're in Sheffield, do visit the beautiful Millennium Gallery. Which helps me segue into, I suppose, uh, the issue of the week. We don't really have a major issue of the week. So many segues, it's like we're in Silicon Valley. Yeah. <laughs> we've just gone we've gone to Google. Yes. And, uh, we're just, 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 just rolling around campus. We're rolling around on oh, our, our strange two wheels, leaning the wrong way. Yeah. But yes, uh, it occurred to me after last week's podcast that we mentioned uh, we mentioned art we mentioned music we mentioned gigs we mentioned uh, festivals yeah. workshops theater, theater yeah, yeah. exhibitions but we didn't mention really museums and art galleries which right. is again something that we really want to promote yeah i think that's important because there are quite a few especially around derbyshire there are quite a few arts organizations uh, which feature a full calendar throughout the year of of interesting events and one off, one off events and exhibits. Uh, so it, it it's very much worth uh, keep us keeping an eye. I think we should keep an eye out for things that are coming up uh, in our in our local art galleries mm-hmm. and, and, and museums and let people know what they can go and take a proper gander at. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned Derby Quad, which is sort of. Uh, skimmed over I believe last week and they often have exhibitions even though they're they're not they're a media centre they're not an art gallery as such but they have a gallery and they mm. have art exhibitions there so yeah we'll, we'll try and be a bit more on the ball with that sort of thing yeah and uh, an issue I would like to maybe cover um, a little bit in the future if we can think of anything to say about it now then that'd be brilliant but the idea of the museum or the art gallery as a piece of art in itself. Mm. Um, because we may or may not be aware, we didn't mention it earlier when we mentioned the Silk Mill Museum, is that the Silk Mill will be uh, closed on regu- for regular hours after summer this year because it's received a lot of heritage lottery funding to essentially refit the whole building. Right. So they're going to be, they've already done it on the first floor, but they're going to be taking out uh, and redesigning the whole of the second floor and possibly doing uh, a sort of conservatory kind of extension to the side of the building. I've seen some of the plans, uh, some of the concept uh, drawings and the architectural 
drawings for what it may turn out to be. And it looks right. really stunning, but they're really making a, a big effort to make the building of a piece of art in itself, not mm. just a place to view art. Or, or in, in the silk mills case, it's going to be viewing histories of technology. But it's it's going to be a real work of art. And um, much like uh, many museums around the country, but the idea of, of the building itself being uh, a work of art, I think, is, yeah. is something I think it's going to be, especially with the silk mill, it's got to be um, tastefully done. It's got to be um, done in a way that respects its history because it does have an immense amount of history. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And there. Okay, so um, essentially, I was just uh, saying I think that, that you know, we might be able to do a feature on it sometime about the museum as as a piece of art in itself. So rather than just a, a container of art, so I don't know if that's a that's a non-starter for you or whether. Oh no no no! I I love that kind of stuff. I'm all over it. Awesome. But what I want to do is make loads of notes, and I, I'm going to hit you with my with my amazing searing insights. Excellent. Yes. Do some research. I'm going to hit you with some truth facts. Some truth facts in my brain here. Mm, yes. Excellent. Well, that is um, that, really, because we don't, we're not going to go deep into that issue this week. I think we've got no. plenty. We've had plenty of content. But it's nice to have something to talk uh, talk about. And also, if we leave it another week, um, it will give people who are listening to this show the opportunity to have a little think about themselves and perhaps chime in and uh, give us their uh, $10 worth. Absolutely. Please do. Please do. If you've got any issues, any big things you want an in-depth discussion of, please do get in touch. Uh, so that brings us more or less to correspondence. Mm. Now, uh, correspondence is still, it's a, it's still a little bit of a... It's a cocooned caterpillar. Ooh. It's not quite ready to hatch because a little bit shy. Yeah, it's a little. Oh, it's a little bit shy. It's like a little. Um, it's like Puxatawney Phil, Aww. the uh, the groundhog, trying to sort of coming out of his. Let's see if we can see a little shadow. Or, or indeed a, a little sort of um, what's it called? A little tortoise poking its little head out, Aww. seeing whether it's ready. So we haven't got a huge amount of correspondence. Because Still more than the first show because we pretty much well we literally had nothing. We literally had nothing. So we hadn't had a previous show. Yeah, so I've got a couple of nice comments from people on the uh, on our sort of shout out for, for suggestions. Haven't gotten it much, but do you mind if I read through what I've got here? I would love you to read through what you've okay, got. Okay, brilliant. Well, uh, we first we've got uh, we've got a little uh, uh, hit up from Amy Illingworth of the Sunflower Thieves, fantastic local band. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I from what I've heard of them, I describe them as, as twee. Sort of, have you heard of this sort of thing? Very sort of soft, melodic rock. I was going to say, I thought sort of I thought twee sort of was a um, it was a derogative term. I've never, I have. Well, it's certainly. I not use the word me. twee to put people down. Okay, so your twee. I've never used it. I, I, it's one of my favourite words. Okay, it's, uh, it's something. Well, it's, it's the sunflower thieves are sort of very melodic kind of. Folky. Rock, I was going to go with folky. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and uh, and she's actually um, volunteered that she could give us some of the Sunflower Thieves music to play. That would be fantastic. Now, I'd always imagined that we would be played out by local musicians. Excellent. So each we week, so certainly take you up on that. Amy. Yeah. Thank you very much. And if you would like to be one of the people who would 
like to write our full disclosure jingle. Yeah. If we could have a full disclosure jingle by the Sunflower Thieves, that would be absolutely amazing. No royalties. Woo! <laughs> there you go. That, that was a bit of a better whoop. Uh, brilliant. And I've also got a, a little bit of a, of a heads up from our friend Polis Luizu. Our friend Polis. Cool. Hi, Polis. Yeah, hi, Polis. It's good to hear from you. Um, and he has put something up which is a little bit out of our purview. A little bit out of our purview. I'm going to mention it anyway. Okay. Uh, which is the Liverpool Fringe, Liverpool Fringe Festival. Oh, is it just it's just just outside the 59 mile um, relevancy radius? Yeah. So, but I'm going to mention it anyway. But they are um, he and uh, my friend uh, Laura Baker, fantastic, awesome performers. Cool. They are bringing their uh, show Hidden Mother to the Liverpool Fringe. So do look that up. Uh, it's a it's a um, it's by the Off 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 Broadway Company. How far off Broadway? It is pretty far off Broadway. Yeah, indeed. And uh, so, so do check that out. They do wonderful, sort of small, intense, emotional, almost kind of sort of Kafka-esque, mm. um, in, yeah, intense character pieces. But they always always have a kind of really, I would say, a kind of gothic feel oh. about them. So please do check out Hidden Mother. Cool. Uh, next piece of correspondence, got a little, yeah, just a hit up from uh, Pete Castle, who is a fantastic local uh, storyteller, folk song writer and performer. Cool. Again, full disclosure. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of disclosure. Too much disclosure coming Too from much you. Disclosure. Right uh, whoever writes our full disclosure jingle will have a lot of airtime mm. uh, from this podcast. But yeah, he is a fantastic uh, local performer. And he helped me. Uh, many years ago when I was working on a documentary about the myths and stories of the Peak District. Uh, he does lots of storytelling events with, with other great storytellers around the Peak District. So I uh, haven't got any news of events from him, but if we do, we'll, we'll post them on the, on the webpage, yes. on the Facebook page. Of course. And finally, uh, another very nice piece of correspondence from uh, my friend Simon Monaghan, who is a poet, musician, uh, sort of artist community. Should we just assume that everyone we talk about, you you know or have worked with in some context? Yeah, yeah. This is. <laughs> yeah, this, sorry, sorry, guys. This 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 isn't. It kind of feels like it's a hey, here's all my cool friends, but that's not what it will. <laughs> no, don't worry, because I'm going to get some cool friends yeah, too. Yeah, absolutely. And I can talk well, you about have. Them. I mean, you have loads and loads of cool friends. Who's going to use my friend? Like, like, it's like friend top trumps. Like Pokemon. Uh, oh yeah, my friends are going to fight your friends. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to train my friends so hard for this show. Yeah, they give them some rare candy or whatever. In fact, I'm to counter your full disclosure. I'm going to go with no disclosure. No disclosure. This absolutely is just... nothing. No holds barred. Here, here it is. Zero disclosure. A whole minute of silence. <laughs> Excellent. Well, um, I just just mentioned that that um, I believe that I mean Simon also does a lot of his work in Liverpool. So maybe again a bit outside our purview, but if he's doing anything more locally mm. with the uh, the band Leah, is a, a three to four piece band. There's a fantastic band called Leah, who's Leah, as in spelt like the name or King Leah, or it is L E E R E, oh, which right. I believe is I believe is German for empty, and nice. uh, but it's a it's like a sort of. It's not as in empty like a glass would be empty. It's sort of empty like, like your soul is like empty. a soul, like but in a positive way. So it's the like what oh. you might call a state of um, spiritual enlightenment. So you right. empty your soul, 
And it's that, almost like ready, isn't it? Is there it? a band you, with you, it? Yeah. You've, you've, you've purged everything, so you are pure and ready for what, exactly. what you need to fill yourself up with. Absolutely. And, and it is, it's all nice. based, I mean, Leah have a very intense philosophy uh, based on the writings of the Christian mystic Meister Eckhart. There's lots to unpack there. Wow. But yeah, Simon has just given us a little sort of uh, a, a nod on Facebook. So thank you to thank everybody. You. And uh, this is the kind of uh, airtime you'll get if you have correspondence with us. Yes. And uh, of course, if there's pick and mix involved, I will double your airtime. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but you know, sort of uh, pick and mix is a very low bribe level. Yes. Please do send us pick and mix. I start at pick and mix and see where it goes from there. I start, really. start at uh, any, any, any pick and mix with dolly mixtures in. Ooh. Definitely dolly no, Bring back the dolly mixtures. I can't have too many jelly sweets these days because they all have gelatin. Mm. Don't, don't eat gelatin anymore. No. But uh, yeah, we, we start start at pick and mix. Maybe maybe bring it up to some like Cadbury's chocolate. Yeah. No sponsorship from Cadbury's. No. <laughs> Yet. Okay, and I think uh, yeah, this might be a good time to put in the interview I did with Anne Eames of Dog Sketching Club. Ah, I've been waiting all day for this. All episodes. So here it is. Uh, this is Jim at the uh, Derby Sketching Club uh, Trophy Exhibition at the Craft Village at Mark Eaton Park. And I'm here with Anne Eames, who is a very long-standing member of Derby Sketching Club. Hello, Anne. Hello there. How are you doing, Jim? <laughs> I'm very well, and I've really, really enjoyed uh, the exhibition today. It's great to see all the local talent and variety that's out there. But um, could you tell us a little bit about Derby Sketching Club? Well, it was started in April. 1887, Queen Victoria's Golden Jubilee year, um, by I think five young men who went in a pony and trap to draw round Chelliston. And it grew from there. Um, it was men only for many years, and it wasn't until 1966 that they allowed female My members. <laughs> But uh, I joined about 1970, I think, 70, 71. So I've been a member for a while. It was very, very formal when I first joined. They used to have two or three exhibitions a year. One would be in the art gallery, and the, the opening ceremony would be there'd be a buffet, and you went in your long evening dress almost and men were expected to wear a suit and a tie at least <laughs> all very, very <laughs> and all the council and everybody was invited and that went on until the, I think it was about the mid 80s when we couldn't have the art gallery anymore and so what, what's the sketching club like now? Oh, it's much more fun, <laughs> much more free and easy. We don't have a selection. There used to be five, usually gentlemen, who were on the selection committee, <laughs> and you'd take your painting in. I was about four years a member before they even selected one of mine for exhibition. Mm. But nowadays, we don't have a, a selection. It's left to the members to decide what their best work is and new work goes in. Okay, so this is the trophy exhibition. Uh, what is the trophy and how would one go about winning it? 
Well, the trophy looks like a, a representation of an artist's palette. And it was made for us, oh gosh, back in the 90s anyway. We had a, a member, who a very enthusiastic member, who knew a woodworker. And he carved this palette for us. And, but then each year we have a, a silver splodge of paint. <laughs> and that is put on the palette. Well, a few years ago, that was getting full. So we thought, what are we going to do now? So at the time, we had a member of the club. He was also on the committee called Jeff Gration. And he was also a very skilled woodworker. So he, he's put an extra, like a, a backing piece on, on the palette. So now we've got a, a, an extra, what is it, about an inch and a half rim round mm -hmm. the palette where we can stick more... More splodges. More splodges, <laughs> <on>, yes. <laughs> OK, how do, you get, how do you win the trophy? Well, each year we have a separate judge, an outside judge, and they choose one winner, in their opinion, the trophy winner, and up to six highly commended. And they do that before the exhibition opens. And, and who's been the trophy winner this year? And this year it's Liz Harris. Liz Harris is one Elizabeth Harris. Elizabeth Harris. Elizabeth Harris. And, and, <laughs> and what, what kind of piece was, was hers? It's a, a rather lovely pastel drawing of called The Riven Oak, a study of a tree. But the public can also vote on what they like as well. Yes, we're asking everybody that visits the exhibition to vote for their favourite painting. And when the exhibition is over, all those votes will be counted. And one night at the club meeting, we shall announce the visitor's choice. Now, I have to say, walking around, I found it very difficult to vote because there's such a, an interesting variety. They've got portraits, you've got landscapes, you've got um, uh, abstracts. It, it becomes very difficult to, to vote. I mean, do you find that the judges have, have issues with that as well? They're, they're very apprehensive when they came in. <laughs> Rachel Pink's our judge this time. She, she looked around, oh, I'm so nervous. <laughs> and it took her, oh, about two, two and a half hours going round again and again, choosing. She was going round with a notebook. And then she, she said, I think I've done it. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and what, what, what position does, uh, does Rachel hold as sort of outside of Dog Sketching Club? She is a Derbyshire artist and she has a studio in Cromford. She has exhibitions all around Derbyshire. And, and one final question, which is like, if anybody's interested in, in joining Derby Sketching Club, how can they do it and, and what can they expect? Well, at the moment, we're having to limit membership. We meet three times a week. We have a portrait meeting on Tuesday morning. We have a life meeting on Friday morning and we have a, a general club evening on Friday evening. At the moment, the Friday morning is absolutely packed. So 
people can join with a proviso that they can't come to the Friday morning life drawing meetings. Um, at this point in time, the annual membership is £15. That's for the half year. Um, and then if you're a member, you pay £3 per visit. So if people would like to join, they just have to talk to our committee member, Charlie Chen. Yeah, apologies for the sound and quality there. Uh, yeah, it, was, it was done on rather minimal take the technology money off in mind. <laughs> I like to think you did it on purpose to make this is 30 pounds. Really so good. much more professional. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much, yeah. Anne. That's, That's nice wonderful. Uh, really, really appreciate you talking to me. That, yeah. And um, uh, it's a fantastic exhibition. Okay, and it will be fantastic. on until um, so Monday the 29th. Is that all right? Finishes at 4 o'clock. So all the remains 4 o'clock on Monday the 29th. But you can. Uh, um, pop on down, see. Um, I should imagine action. you can see lots of uh, yes. the Derby Sketching Club work if you uh, just come along to one of the meetings. There's quite a few uh, members looking after it. Oh, okay, <laughs> brilliant. Thank you so much. Take care. You're welcome. Yeah, so nice. uh, thankfully, thank you to everybody who gave us correspondence. Mm -hmm. uh, thank you to uh, Matt McGuinness of Furthest from the Sea, who has, during the recording of this podcast, said that he will do an interview with us. To talk Ooh. more about Further from the Sea Festival. So we get to have that in next in next week's show, or whenever that comes out. Uh, I've got yeah. a calendar in front I of me. I think it will probably be. Will it next, be after? Will it be before Further from the Sea? It will still be festival. before Further from the Sea Festival so. because I believe this is going up the sun. So, um, actually, ah, uh, it's getting timey wimey. Yeah, maybe not. But if if it's not going to come out before the next podcast, we can release it as a little mini podcast for you. We'll do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Um, but anyway, and, and a big, massive thank you to everybody who is who has listened and is listening to this podcast. Yes, because really, without really you, there is no show. Uh, well, well, no, there is. It's just, it's just rubbish. <laughs> There's just no point. <laughs> it's just us, and we're yeah. talking nonsense. It's just like my daily experience of life, really. Mm. Just hanging so out with you. Jim and talking nonsense um yeah so we need you very much um so yeah i'm really really excited to uh, to see how the next few shows go i know we've got some really cool things coming up that we've been talking about there's a, there's a few things we haven't even got into yet because they're they're slightly um they're slightly too far ahead of time and there's, and there's just too yeah. much going on right now so lots to look forward to it is, it is a fun packed action-packed summer of of creative events coming up um, and yeah, really excited to find out um, who who we're going to get to speak to. You know, uh, how, what kind of interviews we're going to get. Um, just you know, and bringing more events, more local independent artists, um, pro profiling yeah, uh, local people as well. You know, um, and just finding out what's out there that really needs a little bit more uh, publicity. Um, yeah, there's a lot of things that we, we have been talking about, going to be talking about that, you know, art in its nature, a lot of it is very visual. So we will, where possible, and where we get permission, post uh, little little uh, little images and photos. And, you know, photos and videos of things about what we're talking. Yeah. And you can also, we have a, um, the other Facebook page you may be interested in is from the production company. Um, Toast is on fire. Yes. So do check out the Toast is on fire Facebook page. You can just search that and it will come up instantly. I believe it's the only hit for that. That's right. If you like local uh, creative stuff and opportunities to get involved with 
fun little projects, uh, little short films, radio plays, that kind of thing. Uh, I would definitely give that a follow because, uh, yeah, we've got a, got a few fun things coming up throughout the rest of the year there. Yeah, yeah. and we don't have a, an official Twitter for this podcast yet, I believe. It's all work in progress. It's we'll get there. It's However, okay. Uh, we both do have uh, personal Twitters. Yeah. So you can follow Aaron at... Aaron Itzerot. And you can follow me at Specty Jim. Yes. So uh, do do give us a follow. And we'll be talking about this podcast and giving you ne- another opportunity to get in touch. And I think that's pretty much us. It wraps it up for me. Wraps it up for me. It's, it's a, what everything is in a lovely tortilla wrap. Mm, hungry now. Okay, we'll see you next time. See you next time. <laughs>